Hello and welcome to the Rural Compass podcast. This podcast shares stories, advice and connects female ruralpreneurs across Australia. You will hear from women who have already tread the path as well as experts in their fields who will offer advice, tips and tools to help you run your business. In case we haven't met, my name's Samantha Murant and I'm your host. I'm a rural business coach who helps rural women to build businesses they love no matter their location. I live in Outback Australia, but this has not stopped me from creating two successful businesses and I truly believe that in today's digital age, living rurally or remotely should not hinder your chance to be seen and be successful. I believe it is possible for rural women in business to communicate and connect with their audience through digital and content marketing to create a loyal community of followers that convert to paying customers or clients. I help women do this through my four-week online course, The Rural Biz Roadmap, The Compass Society, which is a virtual co-working membership for rural women, one-on-one coaching, and my marketing health check packages, and of course, this podcast. I am also a mother of two young children and a wife, and I understand the daily juggle that comes with running a business, a household, and a family. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, so let's jump into the episode. Hi, Steph, and thank you so much for joining me on the Rural Compass podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So first up, can you please tell us who you are and what it is that you do? So I'm Stephanie Trithui. I live in rural Tasmania um, on a beef property that I run with my husband, Sam. Um, So we we run a regenerative beef business um, and we launched our beef brand to market earlier this year. So that was really exciting. Um, But my background is definitely not (laughs) farm related. I grew up in Sydney um, and I cut my teeth in the television industry as a reporter. Um, I worked around the country um, on shows like A Current Affair, which was probably um, where I spent most of my time chasing dodgy people down the street on camera, um, which was fun. And then fell in love with a farmer, that old chestnut, which brought me out here. So, yeah, do that. And, of course, I I run uh, Motherland Australia, which is a podcast for rural mums sharing their stories of of motherhood and raising kids on the land. I love your podcast and um, it's just such a beautiful way to share those stories. When when did it begin and, and how did it begin? I think where it really began for me is before I even knew it was going to begin was when when I became a mum when I had my son Elliot. So I've got Elliot who's two and a half and Evie who is eight months old. Um, When I became a mum with Elliot, I really struggled um, for the first six months. So he was six months old when we moved to the farm in Tassie. We left our lives in Melbourne and moved here. But I struggled with my journey into motherhood. I suffered from postnatal depression. I found the transition a real shock to the system and uh, and then throw in a move to the country on top of that. So I was already struggling. We left family and friends, our networks, my mother's group, which I had, we left all of that behind and we jumped on the boat on the spirit of Tasmania and moved here to this farm and started from scratch. So we weren't given a family farm or anything. We literally, from a business perspective, um, you know, we had to raise capital. We had to raise um, funding from an investor for the operational side. We had to get a loan from the Tasmanian government. Um, they've got a great loan for farm. To, to buy our property. So we had nothing. We had no support network, no one here. And I was stuck at home with a six-month-old baby and a husband who was working exceptionally hard to get our farming business up and running. And I just thought, what the hell have I done? I've completely ruined my life. I, I felt so isolated um, and miserable. And I suppose I managed to somehow turn turn all that negativity into positivity. And that's where Motherland and the idea for that was born. 
That's amazing. And it's amazing how something so positive and it, it can come out of those negative circumstances. And um, and it's it's really wonderful that you were able to take those steps into, into that. And so um, why, with the concept of motherland, why did you necessarily um, choose to, say, interview, interview mums on the land? Mm. So I suppose it was really, it became really obvious to me that I had to do something. Um, I've always been really career driven and my, a lot of my identity was tied up with my journalism career and um, the, the glamorous, but not really glamorous TV world, which was pretty ruthless. And then, you know, you take that away. And I know a lot of mums, um, and I'm sure you've spoken to some, you know, can relate is, is business and your, your, your own business and becomes a big part of who you are. And, um, and I lost all of my, all of that. I lost, I lost my career in a way when I moved here and, and I was navigating an industry in agriculture that was very new to me. And um, I realized that what I really needed to do to pull myself out of that hole is to connect with other rural mums. I felt like I just needed to know that I wasn't the only one that was struggling, that I wasn't being, you know, a city princess that was just struggling to cope. Like this wasn't an episode of Farmer Wants a Wife. This was like the complete opposite for me. And I just wanted to know that it wasn't just me that was struggling. And so I started searching. I searched online. I searched for podcasts. I searched social media. And I couldn't find a platform that was solely dedicated to telling the stories of rural mothers. And for me, it just, it was this aha moment. I remember sitting um, in our lounge room one night and I just realized this is a way, this crazy idea to start a little podcast from my dining room table on the farm. It's a way for the old Steph, the journalist, to connect with the new Steph, the mum. I couldn't work in TV here. I'd, I'd given, I'd left that behind and I, and I don't want to go back to TV that, you know, that was a decision regardless of our, of our move here. And um, I realized that I just love telling stories and, and, you know, podcasts have this incredible way of connecting people from all around the country and the world, just with a click of a button on a computer. So if you've got the internet, you're right to go. So it was just this beautiful moment when I realised that I wanted to do this and hopefully it would not only help me but help others. It's amazing and it, and it truly is. And um, I, I mean, I love listening to the podcast and it's so nice to be able to listen to other mothers, mothers who are in similar situations or have, who have gone through similar things and make you feel like you're not alone. And I think that's one of the, the wonderful things about sharing those stories. And it's, you know, it's one of the reasons that I started this podcast in, in the sense that, you know, rural women, we're so isolated, but we are so we're also so strong and I think it's really just a testament to us to be able to um, share those stories and be able to highlight um, highlight those stories so it's just amazing what you've created and I mean so you mentioned that you weren't really keen on on moving and, and living in that space and you did really struggle with that initially so how do you feel now that you have this um, you've you've created this podcast and this sort of purpose for yourself there. Um, do you feel like it's given you given you that, given you a purpose and and it allows you to sort of be happier in in the space that you're in? Absolutely. I mean, I actually, I, I was really excited to move here, actually. Like I, I had this romantic idea in my mind of what rural life would be like, but I was absolutely committed to this life. We made a very real, very joint decision to leave the city and start this business. Um, and for me, co-founding co the business, I 
you know, my role is director of brand and marketing. So I'm focused on the brand and marketing side of things. Um, whereas obviously Sam is more in the actually managing the books and financial side um, mostly, which I feel like sometimes it's the women who who do that. That is, I am so bad at maths and numbers. That is, he's, <laughs> he's amazing. He's done his MBA. He's all over it. And the farming side. So I was really pumped for it. I suppose no, it's kind of like motherhood. Like if you're not from rural Australia, no one can prepare you for moving to rural Australia, both good and bad. It has given me some of the most amazing times of my entire life, but it's also given me, you know, arguably some of the worst times just from an isolation point of view. And I think a lot of that is attached to motherhood. Um, So I really struggled. So for me, motherland has been absolutely a lifesaver. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child, but I moved here and I was like, where the hell is mine? Um, I didn't have one. And so for me, I built my own and I know that sounds silly, but mother motherland has really turned into my village and I'm starting to see it turn into other rural mums village too. And that is so incredibly rewarding. It's grown from this tiny idea and this side hustle into something that I'm so committed to and, and I'm really excited to, to see grow um, over the coming years. And that's amazing. And so the, the interesting thing I think about living in a rural area too is um, and, and being that you're from the city and you've moved out to move to a rural area. Um, did you find this as well? You know, you've gone from not knowing who the person you're walking next to is and then everyone in the in the community knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And so um, but the wonderful thing is now that we can actually connect with that a wider community than just that. And you can really niche down, you know, with, for example, um, rural mothers, you're able to create this amazing community that's Australian wide. It's not just within your town. And um, so how, how do you do that? How have you done that other than the podcast? What, what other elements have you brought into the business to be able to create that community? Mm. So I suppose the podcast was really the foundations for what I suppose is an ever-evolving motherland community. Um, so the podcast, I mean, it just, it, it, look, there's no doubt platforms like Instagram are just incredible for, for connecting people. Um, so off the back of the podcast, um, I started, I suppose, sharing my journey too. So there was like, you know, journalism, Steph, which was very you know, I, I don't even want to listen back to my first couple of episodes, but just not not as not as real um, and not as authentic to myself as a mum because I, you have to realise like when I'm when I'm recording the show, yes, I'm I'm being a journalist and I bring those skills, but I'm a mum like I'm one of them. I have struggled, I have felt pain, I have felt joy, I can relate to so many um, of the mums that I speak to. So as soon as I stopped um, trying to be too perfect and and I I guess I was just a bit confused as to how this podcast was going to go because you know in journalism um as a trained journalist for for seven eight years in tv you're taught um to to be objective in a lot of ways and to try and be professional and to not bring your emotions into it but then all of a sudden I faced a, a business that that needed absolutely needed my my emotions and my heart because how do you expect rural mums to to build and trust your community if they're not getting that authenticity from you so I started to focus more on sharing my journeys and being vulnerable and that's still scary I've, I've shared you know posts recently that I sometimes cringe and think oh was it 
you know, was it too much? No one knows about that, whether it's about my miscarriage or other struggles I've had. And, and then I get all these rural mums, you know, messaging me saying thank you and I connect with them. And, and that's just been a rocket ship for the brand. And, and then off the back of that, I launched um, the Motherland chat room on Facebook, which is a, a private group for rural mums who want to join. There's almost 500 women on there now, rural mothers, and it's a safe place for them to, um, you know, non-publicly, so off social media, um, but in social media, um, discuss, you know, all the challenges of, of rural motherhood, good and bad ideas, thoughts, advice. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's more things I want to do with it. I'm sort of in the trenches with a toddler and a baby at the moment, but, you know, I'm getting inspiration all the time on, on other ways I can add value um, for the space. It's yeah, that's really cool. And so, and so being that you're in the trenches with a toddler and a baby at the moment, how are you finding that? What, what is, do you find it a struggle trying to keep up with the podcasting and, and the community and um, while also being a mum? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I mean, you know, we're recording this at nighttime and we've both got young kids, but, you know, I, I'm doing everything after hours now because, you know, Evie, her naps aren't <laughs> predictable. So um, that's not an option. And, you know, it's been, it's been hard, but also it's funny, like the challenges of being a mum fuel, fuel my business. Cause it's, you know, it, it's content and it's relatable content. I'm not here trying to be perfect. I'm not, you know, I've got people and some of my friends in the city, like, Oh my God, it's so amazing. Like how are you juggling it all? And, you know, they're disconnected from rural motherhood because they're not rural mums. But, you know, I talk very openly to the rural mums about how it is hard and it is a shit fight and it is a battle every day. And I'm, you know, and and I struggle, but I just, I get the podcast out there every week. I make it happen. And, and I'm still trying to um, obviously run the business with my husband, which has been really challenging, but, you know, I make the most of the moments that I've got. Um, it's not going to be like this forever. I keep reminding myself, you know, motherhood the first time around just changed everything. Motherhood the second time around, I've, I've settled into more and I know that each phase, each struggle will not last. It'll change. There'll be, you know, the next stage when they're fighting and, you know, all that stuff that siblings do and, you know, I'll be struggling with that. But this, this baby stage where, um, to be honest, like I didn't enjoy it at all with Elliot. He was a shocker um, for the first six <laughs> months. I I really struggled to connect with him. He wasn't sleeping. He was colicky. He screamed all day. I just thought, why the hell do people do this? Evie has been a complete game changer. Um, and it's really made me realize that, you know, not all children, not all babies are horrific. Um, and so I'm trying to cherish those moments more. But to answer your question, I, I'm often running around like a headless chook, like a lot of mums are. And I'm just trying to make it work and realizing that, you know, I will have my time. My time will come when, when they're both in school and, you know, Elliot's in daycare a couple of days a week in the local town, which we're incredibly lucky to have access to. I'm well aware of that. Um, and, you know, Evie, when she's old enough, will do that too. And that will free up some more of my time for the business stuff. But at the moment, like just keeping things going, keeping the wheels turning is, has to be enough for me. And I struggle with that sometimes, but um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's that's great. But it's it's great that you're aware of that as well. And so, um, and so, what are your hopes and dreams for the podcast? Like, obviously, um, yeah. Once you once you have a bit more time on your hands, um, where would you like to see it go? Yeah, I have a couple of exciting projects in the pipeline that I actually can't talk about yet. But there is <laughs> there is more than the podcast that you know I, I am working on slowly, very slowly. Um, but look, I just want to keep the community growing. I really want to put rural mums on the map. Um, you know, the, the online community is growing, and I would just love to see. You know, I've had some incredible opportunities, even with like local media here. Um, I was invited onto a radio show in Hobart, like you know, one of the hot FM type city mainstream radio stations, to talk about motherland and. It really got me thinking like 
I feel really privileged to put rural motherhood on the map a bit more. And it sounds so silly, but, you know, when it comes to the news or motherhood or mental health, all of that, it is heavily focused on urban and city areas and, and that needs to change. And so I see my role as being a bit of a voice, um, you know, and a bit of a, a bit of annoy, annoying nagging voice that that is to keep pushing rural stories out there for mothers who realistically, you know, whether you're a stay at home rural mum or a business mum, it makes no difference. These women are the glue that hold rural communities together. And um, I think it's really important to get their stories out there. The ordinary stories. I mean, every mum I talk to he says, oh, you know, there's nothing special about my story. But that's that's the beauty of it is they're ordinary mums with extraordinary stories in their own way. Um, so my hopes is to keep pushing those stories out there. And you know what? I'd love to see more city mums listen um, and city people and men listen to Motherland. I think everyone can take something away from these amazing women. Honestly, I'm sitting here nodding furiously and it is so true. And I think it's such a wonderful thing, uh, podcast, for the fact that you are able to have listened to that real conversation as well. And um, I love what you're doing because of the fact that you're basically creating this conversation and you're um, you're so uh, such a great person to have at the at the forefront of that conversation. Um, so I'm obviously a big one about you know the strength of rural women in business and and um, if if they're mothers as well, then <laughs> even more power to them because it's mm. it's a, a serious juggle. And um, I mean we we were we just had a little chat before, and um, it's funny because. When I mentioned to you that, you know, I had to drive 10 hours to go and see my private private obstetrician, to me that was because that's the only experience of, that I've had of motherhood, um, that was just my normal. And even though I'm from the city and I, that shouldn't be probably my normal, that's, that's what it is. And I think it's really important to sort of open up those fields of conversation so that pe- people um, understand that, you know, this is what we are having to um, go through as well. So uh, it's really great that you've created that space to do that. No, thank you. I feel really passionate about about it. And, you know, no no mum can be blamed for being, I guess, oblivious to what other mums go through. Like everyone's on their own journey, their own path. So, you know, city mums that don't have to drive hours to hospital, you know, it's not their fault. Like they're, they're lucky, but it's not yeah. their fault. That, that's not their fault. They don't stop to think about how other mums have it. You know, everyone's got their own challenges, but I think the the key message is whether you're a rural mother, whether you're a rural business owner, I think women in general um, and particularly mothers are really undervalued and under-celebrated. And sometimes all we need is for someone just to say, hey, you're doing an amazing job and I think you're incredible. And, and that's all it takes sometimes just for us to give us that little boost. You know, I know that, you know, if Sam says something that I've done well with, with the business or something went really well and he just says, you know, says, says that to me, it just, it makes my day. Cause honestly, I feel like women, you know, I think we do need praise. We deserve it, but I think praise goes a long way um, and helps build confidence. So um, that's certainly been my experience. And that's why I'm really, you know, keen on, you know, a lot of mums, you know, and, and you and I have talked before, and even you've mentioned it, like you downplay how hard it's been starting a rural business or traveling to hospital to have your kids. But you know, it's nice to have someone in the middle that stops to say, I know it's nothing to you, but actually is pretty amazing. Um, and that's yeah. what I see my job in doing and it is raising that awareness and championing those experiences. Yeah, that you recognise them and you see them. It's just so, it's beautiful. It's really wonderful. And and so um, if anyone out there is thinking about starting a podcast, what is your advice to them? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely no expert. Um, I think from my experience, if I'm just talking from what I've learned is demand must come before supply, do your research and understand your audience before you go and launch one. I mean, you've only got to search iTunes and Spotify for, you know, business podcasts and there's a heap of them. And honestly, I've searched for some recently. Um, I, ha- I do listen to Lady Startup, um, Mia Friedman's Mama Mia's podcast, which is really great, you know, stories of, of Lady Startups. But, you know, you, you can get, get overwhelmed, like you search and it's just you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person with the podcast that, just gets lost in the noise, find your niche and own it and don't try and do what someone else is doing. And I think that's where I'm exceptionally lucky. I mean, it was on purpose and design, but, you know, rural motherhood is a, is a niche. It is a real niche. Um, I don't try and be like other motherhood podcasts or I don't try and be a rural business podcast. You're doing that, you know. So <laughs> it's just being really clear on the niche. And then I guess my final point is people fall in love with brands. They don't buy a service or they, or something, a product. They actually, they buy it for the brand and the story and consumers are becoming more and more I guess attached to authentic brands and the people behind them so if you are going to launch a podcast you know put some heart into it as well whether that's you personally as a brand or just find ways to connect with an audience beyond just you know a podcast with a a professional host and, and that's that so that would be my advice. That's great advice. I absolutely love that. And I would really love to move into my quick fire round now, which is just basically a few questions. Um, it's just to get a little bit of a behind the scenes of you, Steph, and, and get to know you a little bit more. And so um, the first question is, what is your favourite digital marketing platform? I'd have to say Instagram. It's just where I found a lot of my people. Facebook is a close second, but um, yeah, there's a growing rural motherhood movement on on Instagram, and and that's really helped helped me with with Motherland. And when you're not working in your business, where would I find you? <laughs> uh, sitting on the couch, breastfeeding, cleaning up, <laughs> cleaning up after my toddler, um, or just generally procrastinating on Instagram. <laughs> Just scrolling through the reels. Yep. Um, <laughs> and in saying that, uh, what is your go-to self-care thing to do? Oh, I'm notoriously terrible at self-care. I've talked about it on my show before. I would love to do more of it. Um, but for me, self-care at the moment where I can is stealing moments to listen to great podcasts and just investing that time to get my mind thinking outside motherhood, outside the farm. And as I said, there's some great sort of startup podcasts that I love, you know, listening to a few crime ones here and there. At the moment, I'll be honest, it's 10 minutes here and then 10 minutes there because I don't have time to, you know, with kids and stuff. But yeah, to me, that's self-care. It's just nurturing my mind a bit and doing something that's enjoyable and honestly I think um I I'm much the same like I'll be washing up and quickly try and listen to like 10 minutes while I'm washing <laughs> up and the the life-changing thing for me was when I bought a pair of airpods and I could actually like walk around and do things and not have to get <laughs> tangled up in my earphones <laughs> that's awesome I can and totally so- relate <laughs> and so if you could recommend something for the for the listeners to read listen or watch what would that be other than your podcast. I was going to say, come on, what do you expect <laughs> me to say? Obviously, I'm going to say listen to Motherland. I'm going to say if you're a rural mum or if you're a rural woman who's not a mum yet but you'd like to be, obviously listen to Motherland. Um, look, there's there's lots of amazing podcasts that I listen to. Podcasts are my thing. Um, as I said, Lady Startup, I'm really enjoying. Um, I do listen to a lot of motherhood-related podcasts. Um, the Dear Mama Project is is a huge, um, you know, influence in my life and I know Nikki, the host, very well, but 
but in a nutshell, she really takes you through that journey through through motherhood um, in a really factual but also spiritual way, and that's been really amazing. So yeah, I'm rambling, but you know, a couple of those podcasts I'd really recommend. Absolutely, and not rambling. It's great to hear. And um, and so finally, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, so the best place um, is, you know, Instagram or Facebook. Just search Motherland Australia um, and there's more stuff on motherlandaustralia.com.au. Perfect. And if you are listening, we would love, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode right now and tag both um, Steph at Motherland. Are you at Motherland Australia? Yep, at Motherland yep. Australia. And myself and tell us what your biggest takeaway from today's chat was. Um, But thank you so much, Steph. It's been so lovely getting to know you a little bit more and and find out more about Motherland as well and the amazing conversations that you're starting around rural mums and, and the strength and the tenacity that they all have. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This episode is brought to you by The Society, my virtual co-working and coaching membership for female ruralpreneurs. If you're a rural woman in business or starting out in business and looking for a virtual space to connect and network with other like-minded rural women, learn from experts, be kept accountable and find success in your rural business, this is for you. Just because you run a business alone does not mean you need to be lonely. The doors to the society are currently wide open until July 28th. To find out more, head to samanthamurant.com.au forward slash society. The society is here for you. We see you, we cheer for you, and we recognize and relate to the struggles that come along with running a rural business. Thank you for listening to the Rural Compass podcast hosted by Samantha Murant. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why don't you click on over and leave an honest rating and review? Or even take a screenshot and share it to your stories and tag myself at samantha.murant and today's guest. All of their details are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.